At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the greg peterson experience on vsin the sports betting network This is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. And got a tremendous show tonight as we're going to be having a whole lot of college basketball because conference tournaments are now in full swing. We wound up seeing some great action tonight. It wound up being a little bit upset-centric out there in the Ohio Valley from what we wound up seeing a few minutes ago. Morad State gets the job done against Belmont by kind of 53-51. to 51. We'll be taking a look at everything that we wound up seeing college basketball here on Friday in the first segment. Then going from there, we're going to be turning it forward because we've got 105 college basketball games for this Saturday. Going to try to break down as many of them for you guys as humanly possible. Not going to get be able to get to every one of them. So if there is a game that you want me to cover in depth, you've got my Twitter feed at GUnit underscore D1. Leave a comment. I will do my best to be able to get to all those games for you. We're keeping it guest free. We're not going to be doing any filler when it comes to, oh, what's going to be happening with hypothetical X or Y. Just game previews, game analysis. Try to get you guys as many winners as humanly possible for this Saturday. So there's going to be no fussing around with that regard. And a lot of the teams that are going to be playing on Saturday, well, a lot of them want to playing on Friday as well. Big takeaway from Friday is that it's as old as pretty much the story of time. Unders in the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament always hit. I don't know what it necessarily is about the Enterprise Center. I don't know if it's a backdrop. I don't know if it's a fact that it's just a former football stadium. I believe that that's where the St. Louis Rams used to play. I might be mistaken on that, but I mean, every single time you wind up having the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament, you wind up getting a whole bunch of unders. You wind up seeing four games in Arch Madness. And you wound up seeing four unders that wound up going down on this college basketball Friday. Northern Iowa, they wind up taking down Illinois State by kind of 78 to 65. And they'll be squaring off with Loyola Chicago, who was also able to have a pretty dominant performance of their own as Loyola Chicago gets the job done. They win and cover against Bradley by kind of 66 to 50. I tell you right now, with this Loyola Chicago team, I do think that they need to reach the conference final at minimum to assure themselves of being able to get into the NCAA tournament. I thought that this was certainly going to be their best effort. You've got a whole bunch of fifth-year seniors that you know that they don't want to be going to the three-puddles tournament to end their careers. So this was a very good spot for them. They were able to come through, and it's a loyal Chicago team that 
Still, even though they're not necessarily quite what they've been on defense in past years, they're still a top 45 team with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis. Really, the lone underdog that wanted coming through for you was Valparaiso. Crusaders wind up being a 10.5 point underdog on the clubs and they wound up being able to cover 67 to 58. It's a Missouri State team that has been a little bit intermiss with regards to their defense because when you take a look at them on a per possession basis, they're a little bit of an above average team, right around 100th with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. But they're also a team that held South Dakota State, a top 10 team with regards to points scored on a per possession basis, a team that's in the top 50 with regards to possessions per game. The best team in all of college basketball in terms of three-point shooting percentage. They held them to fewer than 70 points, which that's not something that too many teams are able to say whatsoever. So it's going to be very interesting to see what we wind up getting from them on Saturday. As they're going to be facing off against the Drake Bulldogs team that they were able to take to Southern Illinois really in the second half. First half of the game wound up being a little bit of a rock fight. They were able to open things up. They get the job done by kind of 65 to 52. Shaquan Hemphill, who was a guy that wound up being a big piece for Drake last season. You may recall, they were one of the best cover teams in all of college basketball. I think that they wound up covering something like 12 or 13 straight games before they wound up having a non-cover last season. Well, he was a big part of that. He winds up having a double-double in this game. Going to be really interesting to take a look at this Drake team because even though they brought back darn near everyone, adding in their Freshman Tucker DeVries, even though the you take a look at the efficiency numbers, they're still relatively equal. It seems like it wound up taking a little bit of the wind out of the sails from the mojo that you wound up having last year with this Drake team, but they do seem to be figuring out now, so it's going to be very fascinating to see what you wind up getting out of them moving forward. And then when it came to the SoCon tournament, you did wind up seeing some calamities out there with regards to the Citadel versus East Tennessee State game. I know that there were many people on Twitter that were blowing me up for the late game execution from much of the backcourt. So that was not necessarily too terrific if you want to blame the points with East Tennessee State. The Citadel get the job done by kind of 84 to 76. That sets up a matchup with a Chattanooga team as one of the better teams with regards to offensive efficiency in all of college basketball. And they've got a guy by the name of Malachi Smith. They're going to be wanting to take a look at. What I love about this time of year is that a lot of these Diamonds in the rough that most people that are not following this on a night in and night out basis, they're going to be discovering them. Smith is a guy that gives you 20 points, six half board, shoots 40% from three point range. These are the guys that get me fired up and get me to do this show. Chattanooga, a team that, by the way, 34th in the country with regards to offensive efficiency, which is merely the amount of points that you score on a per possession basis. So, Got to figure that it's probably going to be a little bit of a rough go for our good friends of Citadel. For those of you guys that are wondering on a lot of these games in which you do wind up having a to-be-determined result, wind up getting determined tonight. I'm throwing out there like the SoCon tournament. You've obviously got others like the Ohio Valley Conference tournament final. You're really not going to find any overnight numbers. I know that Circa, where I'm at right now, Sometimes they wind up going all out. Sometimes they're able to give you a little bit of a number. From what I've seen right now, any of these games that had to be determined results, you just don't wind up having a line anywhere out here in Lovey Las Vegas life in the continental 48 states. So that is a little bit unfortunate. So when it comes to these games that are getting set for Saturday, like we've got Portland versus San Diego that's pending. The winner of this game is going to be advancing the face off against Santa Clara. Whoever winds up winning, you're going to be finding that line in the AM. You're not really going to be getting an overnight number. So 
just a little bit of a word of caution there. So it's one of those cases in which I always do my personal handicap. I always throw it out there for you guys, and I plan on doing the same. So that way you're able to pound a couple openers. And I do think that pounding openers is very, very important. And when it comes to these games, well, it's going to be a situation which it's going to become the wild, wild west. For those of you guys that bet sort of the first five market in the MLB, I think that K-Props have a little bit of this as well. You wind up having these numbers come out in the early a.m. and then they wind up getting steamed to high noon. You're probably going to be finding a lot of that. That winds up happening with a lot of these games. So just a little bit of a word of caution there. And a word of caution as well if you wind up taking the points on this Friday night because we do have one game that is still pending. That would be this San Jose State versus Utah State game. San Jose State, I believe, was down two at the half. Boy, it has not went their way in the second half. This is a game in which Utah State wound up opening up a 13.5 point favorite. They closed anywhere between 11.5 and 12. So there was some serious action coming in on San Jose State. Total really didn't move at all. Opened up at 138, closes at 137.5. So really didn't see anything too rambunctious there. But Utah State, for anyone that wanted playing it, right now they are in very good shape to be able to get the job done. This is a count of 68 to 47. There might be a stray book or two that might allow you to be able to bet this thing live, but for the most part, with it being so late in the game, you're probably not going to be able to jump in on this one, but certainly a very good performance from Utah State. It's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting out of them moving forward. And another conference that wanted to come to the forefront on Friday, that would actually be the MAC. And out there in the MAC, we have noticed that a team has been able to ride a hot winning streak. That would be Kent State. Kent State has been a little bit all over the place this season. They wound up taking a couple upset losses. They actually wound up losing to Central Michigan earlier in conference play. And for those of you guys that cover the MAC, Central Michigan, not necessarily doing a great job. They're not the same boat folks that were able to row the boat several years ago to a, what do you call it, new New Year's Six Bowl game. That has not been this team. And, Boy, I mean, it has been very fascinating to take a look at them, but they were able to get that job done against Buffalo by kind of 70 to 65. So they were able to get the win. They were able to get the cover, and it's just an absolutely streaking Kent State team. They have been able to win 12 straight games, so if they're able to make the NCAA tournament, it's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting out of them. And if you just want to take a look at everything that we've gotten in college basketball on Friday, now this is with the pending result of San Jose State versus Utah State as That'll probably send home underdogs to two to one against the spread, unless if you wind up getting something that is just absolutely rambunctious. As of right now, the final results: sixteen unders to four overs. You've got to be noting that when it comes to these conference tournaments, you typically are going to find a lot of unders. You've got a lot of unfamiliar territories, as we know. This is a time of year in which a lot of people. They are a little bit newer to betting on college basketball. They've been transitioning from the NFL. You wind up seeing quite a few overs the previous week. You think you found yourself a little bit of something. You've got tired legs with a lot of these teams. You see it in conference tournaments like the Ohio Valley. You wind up having guys wind up playing three games in three days. We're going to be seeing a lot of that this week. And it leads to a lot of games just having very, very low totals and I mean, if you want to get honest here, two of these overs wound up coming in overtime games as well. So games that wrapped up in regulation, 16 unders at two overs. So boy, oh boy, you have really been finding yourself in a little bit of a slog there. 
and underdogs. Honestly, not having the world's greatest day. 8 and 12 against the spread. If you're looking over the last seven days, it's been relatively solid for underdogs. Underdogs in this time span, 182, 163, and 5. This according to covers, so hitting at about a 52.8% clip. And unders overall, prior to this, they have been having a little bit of a rough go of it over the last 30 days with the over hitting right around 52%. But now we are into full-on conference tournament play. And now that we're into full-on conference tournament play, we've got a lot of high stakes when it comes to these games. We're, we've got 105 games that are going to be on the card for this college basketball Saturday coming up next. We're going to dive into as many of them as humanly possible over the next three hours. That is right here on the Greg Peterson Experience as you're tuned into VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zin Nicotine Pouches are a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zin is available in 10 varieties and two strengths. 3 milligrams of fresh nicotine satisfaction and 6 milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zin anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, and find your Zin. Visit ZYN.com. That is ZYN.com to learn more and find Zin nicotine pouches near you. Zin nicotine pouches are for only adult users of 21 years or older that currently use the tobacco or nicotine. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Eves Peterson. All right, it is time to get into it. We've got over 100 games on the college basketball betting board for this college basketball Saturday. Once again, if there's a game that you want me to be able to break down, what have you, we're going to try to hit on as many of these as humanly possible at GNR underscore 81 on the Twitter feed. We're going to be starting with one early. I've gotten quite a few requests for this one, and I tell you right now, I don't agree with this line. We're starting 603, 604 on the betting board. Arkansas, it's the road faceoff against Tennessee. Tennessee opened up a six-point favorite, and not only is Tennessee not seen a dip with regards to the number, money's coming in on Tennessee. Tennessee is finding themselves anywhere between a six and a half and a seven point favorite. And your turn on this game 
Maybe finding it anywhere between 138.5 and 139.5. I think that the total is relatively close. This is a contest in which you wind up seeing the first time around it fall 58 to 48. I certainly think that we're going to get a little bit of higher scoring results here when it comes to points a lot on a per possession basis. Both of these teams do rank in the top 25 in all of college basketball. Both of these teams are relatively solid. You've got an Arkansas team that on offense, they just have not necessarily been able to shoot it well from three-point range. Arkansas is a team that shooting right around 31.5% from three-point range. Tennessee has been a little bit better. Santiago Viscovi coupled with Kennedy Chandler are both able to give you 13.5 points per contest, but this is a Tennessee team that on offense may leave a little bit of something to be desired. 99th of the country with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis. Now, I will say this about the Tennessee team as well. 15.1 points per 100 possessions basis is the amount more they score that they're scoring at home rather than on the road. So this is a different offense when they are out there in Knoxville. But with that said, I just cannot agree with this line whatsoever. You've got an Arkansas team that's on a sizzler. They've won 13 out of their last 14 games. They've been magnificent. And every single time I wind up turning on Tennessee, I leave unimpressed. You took a look at them in their game against Georgia. Now, granted, that was a road game against Georgia, but... I mean, they were in a dogfight with Kerry Quendo lighting them up. So that is something that you don't necessarily want to see. It's a Tennessee team that, I mean, they're okay at the free throw line. They're nothing great. They're nothing terrible. Arkansas, they shoot right around 75% at the charity stripe. And it is an Arkansas team that they were able to win the first time around. So got a little bit of a revenge angle here for this Tennessee bunch. I don't know if Tennessee's going to be able to get their revenge, though. I mean, you take a look at Tennessee. They've got one guy that gives you more than five rebounds per game, Josiah Jordan-James. And Josiah Jordan-James is a really good glue guy. Nine and a half points. He's able to give you five rebounds, a little bit over a block, a little bit over a seal per contest. Able to pop three. doesn't necessarily do so well, but he does just a little bit of everything for this team. I got no idea why they wound up setting this line at six and a half. I mean, that's what I can tell you right now. I set this line at three. I think the Tennessee is going to be able to get the outright win. So it's not a case in which I'm going to be looking at a money line here with Arkansas or anything like that. But I mean, my goodness, it's a situation which we went way too far with this line. It's a Tennessee team that hasn't gotten a lot out of out of John Fulkerson over Nukera. I always say that last name wrong. He was the number two rebounder for Tennessee. He is now out for the season for them. So that's a little bit of an issue got a guy in Jalen Williams who's able to give you nine and a half boards, four assists for Arkansas. Very well-rounded player. Chris Likes has been able to do some good things out there in the backcourt. And Stanley Amudi, a true road games for Arkansas. Shooting right around 45% for three. He's able to give you a double-figure amount of points per game. I certainly think that Arkansas is going to be able to hold in this game. Once again, I just have no idea how you wind up coming up with a line of six and a half to seven in this spot. I mean, maybe I'm just like the little mouse that winds up seeing the cheese in the trap, and I'm going for the cheese right now. But you know what? The cheese tastes pretty darn good. I'm going to be willing to take the points with Arkansas in this spot. And it's a situation which, with the total, I'm going to be looking at the under. I wound up setting mine at a 137. I don't think that this is necessarily too far off. But with that said, I do like the under in this spot. And I'm going to be very willing to take the points here when it comes to what we're going to be getting out of the ACC as well. It's going to be very interesting to see what we wind up getting out of this conference as Pittsburgh versus Notre Dame is going to be an interesting one. 645, 646 on the betting board. You've got Notre Dame finding themselves between a 12 and a half and a 13 point favorite with your total on scheme between 132 and 133. And with regards to Pittsburgh, I actually take a look at this team a little bit differently. Ethiel Horton coming back in the fold. I think that he's going to hear the hear things out and be able to get Pittsburgh to at the very least hold in this game. It was a situation which anything of single digits, nine and a half or less, I was willing to lay it with Notre Dame. We went north of this. 
I'm going to be willing to take the points with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a different team with Horton in the fold. Guy that shoots right around 40% from three and has shot over 50% from three-point range in two row games. So he's been very good with that regard. Got an order aim team that they shoot it well from three-point range themselves. They rank in the top 35 with regards to three-point shooting percentage. They do leave a little bit of something to be desired on defense. Really, both of these seems to. Got a Pittsburgh team that they rank in the bottom 50 with regards to possessions game, Notre Dame. They also fall into that category. Neither of these teams are looking to gun it down the floor. Got an Notre Dame team that with regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis. They do rank under 50th, though I will say. They're giving up nine points fewer per 100 possessions when they are at home rather than on the road. It's a Pittsburgh team that they've been bad with their defense at home. They've been bad with their defense out on the road. They rank outside the top 250 with this regard, but Johnny Ugly is going to be the best peer rebounder in this game. Guy that's able to give Pittsburgh right around 13 points, eight and a half rebounds per game. Mohamed McGay has been able to give you right around two blocks per contest as well. So he's been able to do a relatively solid job there. And then you take a look at the flip side. What you're able to get out of the Stoner Aim team. I do like what you're able to get out of Nate Lashevsky, a guy that's able to shoot over 40% for three point range at six foot ten. So we able to do a nice job being able to put in there right around eight and a half points, six and a half rebounds per game. And a lot of the guys that made this team successful last year. That'd be Trey Wurst along with Prentice Up. Both of these guys have been able to see a nice little rise as well in production. I will say for Notre Dame, they've been able to play some inconsistent defense recently it feels like they're either giving up 60 or they're giving up 90 you really don't have a lot in between with regards to this team pittsburgh is coming off of just getting completely dump trucked in their last game against duke they wanted being at home and they wound up losing that game by 30 points so got to feel like they're going to be inclined to be able to give a little bit of a better effort in this spot. And I do think that they're going to be able to do so. I want to, like I said, saying this line nine and a half, anything of single digits, I was willing to lay it with Notre Dame. That is not going to be the case. I also did why I'm saying this sort of 127. It's been a rough Pittsburgh offense to say the least, but I do think that they're going to be able to hold in this game. Ethel Orton, a little bit of a difference maker. You still have Jamarius Burton as well. Got to say, we'll give you 12 and a half points per contest. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total under, and I'm looking to take the points with Pittsburgh. Also out there in the ACC, you've got the number one game on the betting board. This is 601-602. Virginia. Virginia is going to be in the road. They're going to be facing off against Louisville. Louisville's finding themselves as a little bit of a home underdog in this spot. You're going to be finding them anywhere in the pocket of three. Saw a couple three and a half earlier, but seeing this mostly at three right now. And your tallest game is anywhere between 125 and 125 and a half. Louisville's just not a good team offensively right now. Now, I will say for Louisville, this was a team that coming into the year, you thought that they were going to be relatively solid on defense with regards points a lot on a possession basis. This is team number 230 in all of college basketball. Now, for Virginia, this is not a vintage Virginia defense. They rank outside the top 125 with regards points a lot on a possession basis, but they are still the slowest team in all of college basketball with regards to just total possessions per game. It's a Virginia team that they've been able to pick it up a little bit more with regards to their facilitation. Reese Beekman, coupled with Kia Clark, have been able to combine for right around nine assists per contest. Not a great three-point shooting team with Virginia, but you do have Jaden Gardner down low. He's been able to do a solid job, giving you right around 15.7 rebounds per game, and the minutes for Blake Williams have been very inconsistent. He looked to get injured in the team's last game as well, so that is not a good sign for this Louisville bunch. Sidney Curry has been solid. He's been able to give the team a combined 46 points in the last two contests. He's also committed right around nine turnovers per game. And so a Louisville team that is collective. They shoot in the low 30s from three-point range. You're looking at points scored on a per-possession basis. This team is number 238 in all of college basketball. You've had Noah Locke be able to shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. He's right now leading the team with 9.7 points per contest. 
You can tell that the interim coaching regime since Chris Mack wound up getting canned midseason, they've been really trying to find any sort of a rhythm. They've been trying out different lineups. All of them have just been coming up snake eyes for this team. Meanwhile, you take a look at Armand Franklin for Virginia. He's shooting right around 27% from three-point range. So if you're getting my draft year, you got a pair of teams that are not necessarily doing a great job on offense. You got a pair of teams that are not doing the world's greatest job on defense either. But at the very least, you've got two very controlled teams. I think that Virginia is going to be able to find it a little bit more on defense. I think that Tony Bennett is going to be preaching that to them. I want to say my total of 116 and a half. I just don't know if Louisville is going to be able to do much of anything to be able to get past 55 in this spot. I'm looking at the under of Virginia. Set them as a four and a half point favorite. So I'm going to be willing to lay the points. We're just getting started here on the Greg Peterson experience. We're breaking down as many games as humanly possible for this college basketball Saturday. We've got 105 in total. Going to try to get you guys as many winners as possible right here on VEASAN, the Sports Banking Network. Today, you're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The KFC sandwich is served hot and straight, fresh from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. As it is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And Oh, yeah, I do like me some KFC. And what else I like is the fact that we've got so many college basketball games that are going to be going down for this Saturday. How about if we continue on? We're going to be going back out there to the SEC. We wound up hitting on a good SEC game in the last segment in Arkansas versus Tennessee. And if you wind up missing any of these, have no fear because we have got coming up on the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast, which is the one that I do over here with VEASAN. That'll be up at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. I wind up breaking down all these games. I can tell you right now, it's a four-hour and three-minute podcast. I've got time markers for every one of them on this one, by the way. I wound up not only recording the podcast, but I listened back for all the time markers. So I've got you guys covered there. But that said, we've got a good one here of 629, 630 on the banging board. Florida is going to be playing us in Kentucky. Big Blue Nation, they're going to be finding themselves as a road favorite in this spot. Right now, you're finding them in a lot of places, a four and a half. We're also seeing a couple fives where I'm at here at Circa. We're seeing a five total that's anywhere between 141 and a half and 142 and a half. Now, I did wind up saying my number at four and a half. This is a sort of game which Florida, unlike most teams, they do not wind up covering. Florida is a team that is just unlike so many other teams in college basketball. I always find it very baffling that you always wind up finding in a lot of these ranked teams go on the road to play against unranked team. The unranked team is right around like a pick em, slight underdogs, like favorite. This is typically a spot where you just absolutely love the home team. I mean, if I were to bear it out, I would think that the home team probably winds up covering two thirds of the time. And I don't even think I'm kidding when I wind up saying that, but Florida, they probably cover like one-third of the time. I mean, it's absolutely incredible the way that they don't cover these games. I think that this is going to be one of those one-thirds of the time, though. I wound up saying my number at four and a half, especially here at a five, like I'm seeing at Circa. I'm willing to take the points. Four and a half is the absolute lowest that I'd be willing to take with Florida, but I do think that they're going to be able to hold in this game. Oscar Sheboy has been absolutely amazing for Kentucky. Right now, the consensus to be able to be the favorite for the Wooden Award, you're finding them north or south of $2.00. Right now, in a lot of spots to be able to win that award, he has been absolutely magnificent for Kentucky. But 
That's that it is a Kentucky team that they've been dealing with some injuries. Now, Ty Ty Washington, Savia Wheeler, they looked much better in the team's last game against Ole Miss a couple days ago. So I think that these guys, while they might not be totally at 100%, they're going to be close. They're going to be like 90-ish percent. So I do feel like they're in relatively solid shape there. But with Florida, Colin Castleton does a good job. 18 and a half points, right around nine boards per contest. Guy that's able to give you two and a half blocks per game. And Florida actually has a really good home court advantage. I just talked about how they've wound up coming up short in instances in which they are maybe like a little bit of a more homish underdog. And you do have a Kentucky team, by the way, that with regards to points scored on a bird possession basis, they are in the top 20 in all of college basketball. But you do take a look at this Florida team, and it's really intriguing to take a look at this defense. They're giving up right around 16 points fewer per one of possessions when they are at home rather than on the road. So it's a Florida team that they certainly have been able to do their best work over there at Gainesville. It's a Kentucky team that, shock, shock, surprise, surprise, they do a good job of not allowing second chances because they've got that guy by the name of Oscar Sheboy who's doing all that. So I do think that this is going to be a little bit more of a control game. You don't have either team necessarily being a blazer with regards to their tempo. I mentioned it with Kentucky, the fact that they've been very good offensively scoring in the top 20 with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis, but... I do think the Florida is going to be able to do a relatively solid job of being able to bottle them up. This is a Kentucky team that they themselves have been relatively solid on the defensive end. Florida is a team that they rank in the bottom runner with regards to possessions per game. So they do a very good job being able to control the tempo in a lot of these games. I do think that Kentucky is going to ultimately be able to get the job done outright. With four and a half or more, I'm going to be willing to take the points with Florida, though. It's a Florida team that they only shoot right around 31.5%. From three-point range, they are relatively solid at the free line. They do a good job of being able to generate seals as well, right around eight and a half per contest. So I do think that things are going to be a little bit more slow, a little bit more grimy. I'm going to be taking the points here of Florida with my total set it more around a 136 half. So we're going to be diving under with that as well. I do think that we're going to get a very fascinating one more towards the afternoonish hours. You've got Texas Tech versus Oklahoma State. This is noon Eastern, three a or three p.m. Eastern. If this were 3 a.m. Eastern, I would encourage you guys to hammer in on the under because you're probably going to see a lot of tired legs out there. But yeah, yourself, Texas Tech, and they're going to be facing off against Oklahoma State. Cowboys find themselves a two and a half to a three point home underdog. Tom's game is anywhere between 128 and 129. And got yourself a pair of very solid defenses. Both of these teams in the top 25 with your guys' points a lot on a per possession basis. But. You've also got yourself an Oklahoma State team that they're not afraid to push the tempo. This is a team that they rank in the top 70 with regards to total possessions per game. So it is an Oklahoma State team that they play at a little bit of a breakneck pace. And both of these offenses do leave a little bit of something to be desired. Texas Tech, a little bit more of a mid-tempo team at right around 186. But you're also going to notice this. Texas Tech has been slowing down their tempo right around 4.3 possessions per game fewer in the last three contests rather than what we've been seeing from them for the rest of the season, it's a Texas Tech team that shoot right around 70% in the free line. That's not necessarily great, but Oklahoma State, they shoot 66.5% in the free line. They shoot right around 30% from three. They're a bottom 30 three-point shooting team in all of college basketball. I've had Avery Anderson couple with Bryce Thompson be able to combine for about 22.5 points per contest. So they do a relatively solid job there, but with Oklahoma State, it's a team that they leave quite a bit of something to be desired. You don't necessarily have that one Impact rebounder, you don't have a single guy that gives you more than six and a half boards per game. And while Texas Tech, you could argue, is certainly a team which the Wolves greater than some of their parts as well. What I like for them is Bryson Williams, the transfer from UTEP. He's come in, he's been able to give the team 14 and a half points per contest. Six foot eight gentleman that makes 44% of his threes. 
Terrence Shannon. It's been relatively solid out there in the backcourt. And it's a team that has been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Kevin McCuller. McCuller is just a guy that makes winning plays for Texas Tech. He doesn't stand out necessarily in one way, but it doesn't matter the night. He's going to find a way to be able to make an impact. Guy that gives you right around 10 points, five boards, three assists, a steal per game, a block per game. He just does a wide variety of things well for this team. I think that he's going to be able to find a way to have his fingerprints on this game as well. You've got an Oklahoma State team that you do have Musa Cisse, who does a relatively solid, solid job of being able to defend down low. Kevin O'Banner on the flip side for the Texas Tech team. I think that he's going to be able to have himself a relatively solid game. Spent a little bit more pedestrian this year. 10 points, 5 boards. He was big reason why Oral Roberts was able to make the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament last season. And I do ultimately think that you're going to have a Texas Tech team that is going to be able to get the job done on the road. When it comes to Texas Tech, I did wind up saying them as a 4.5 point favorite. Here with this total, I set mine at a 120.5. I just think that with the way that Oklahoma State winds up playing, you're going to get just enough possessions to be able to get this total over. We've seen a little bit of a rise on the total as well. This is one that... It wound up opening up a little bit lower, right around 127. So we've seen a full point, point and a half ish move. With regards to the total, 128 is pretty much the max I would be willing to take over, but I am willing to take this total over. And when it comes to Texas Tech, I do think that they're going to be able to get a quality cover. Oklahoma State riding eye after they wound up holding down Iowa State to fewer than 40 points in their last outing. That was just an absolute calamity of offense. But with that said, it's a spot in which I am going to be taking a look at this total under or this total over at 128, and I'm going to be willing to lay the points. Wound up getting a very interesting one, and I always say this on this show: it doesn't matter what you're betting, whether it wind up being one of these big giant games, whether it be Duke versus North Carolina game that'll be hitting a little bit later, or if it winds up being these extra games, there's money to be made. How about if we go three of six, one thirty-one, three of six, one thirty-two? Wagner is going to be playing us to Long Island. Long Island is finding themselves as a little bit of an underdog in this spot. At last check, I was seeing it anywhere between 6.5 and, and 7. Seeing it now more around 7 to 7.5. Seven and your tallest game is anywhere between 146.5 and 147. And with Long Island, this is a team that they play at pretty much warp speed. With regards to possessions, brain, this is one of the quickest teams they're going to find in all of college basketball as they're clocking in right around 15th. Meanwhile, you've got a Wagner team that actually play rather brisk as well with regards to their tempo. This is a team that they rank right around 1 or 28th. The big thing is Elijah Ford has been out of the full for Wagner recently, and that's a big piece for this team. He's able to give you 11 points, five boards, really their number three score. Now that means that Alex Morales has to really take over a Wagner team that ranks in the bottom 20 with regards to three-point shooting percentage. As a collective, they shoot right around 28, 28.5% from three-point range and with Long Island. Only team in D1 college basketball that gives you three different guys to give you at least seven and a half rebounds per game. That would be Earl Penn, Ty Flowers, Isaac Conte. Flowers and Penn combined to be able to give you 36 points per contest. Flowers is shooting 39% from three-point range. These guys are relatively solid. Kendall Davis out there in the backcourt. He's able to pop a couple threes. He's able to give you right around 1.3 seals per contest, nine points per game. Now with Wagner, I do think that their defense is going to be able to lead them to victory in this one. Wagner is one of the best defensive teams that you're going to find in all of college basketball with regards to points allowed on a per-position basis. This is a team that they're clocking in in the top 50, so... They do a relatively solid job there. Long Island, they certainly lack a little bit there, but 
I do think that Long Island is going to be able to hold in there because they do such a good job on the glass. You are missing a couple pieces for this team. Delon Hunt has been able to come back for Wagner. He's been relatively solid, but I don't think it's enough to be able to get the cover. So Wagner, a four and a half point favorite. So going to be taking a look at an under and I'm going to be taking a look at the points with Long Island. And we're going to be taking a look at more college basketball next. One or five games on the board. Going to try to break down and pick as many for you guys right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six free hours of live video streaming on VSIN.com, including full bracket reveal and opening lines on every single game. The VSIN College Hoops experts, including myself, Greg Peterson, will analyze every single game. We'll be discussing with bookmakers making the lines, and we're going to do our best to find you the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with VSIN's College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern for free on VSIN.com. It is a great Peterson experience right here on the Sports Betting Network, and got to give a shout out to my man Oliver. We're going to be reading off the game that he wants me to break down. He wants me to break down Cal versus Arizona. He does a terrific job. After every hour right here on VSIN, we always post up all of these, all of the audio from every single one of them on the VSIN Vets Best Podcast, or we've got a couple specific show podcasts, like if you got Follow the Money, that's got its own feed, my guys in the desert, what have you. Oliver is the man that makes it possible for you guys to be able to listen to these hours after the show. And hey, if you wind up missing anything from this show, you want to hear my Arkansas versus Tennessee take from the first hour, you're able to listen back to that. Oliver makes it possible. You've got my wonderful producer, Brian, doing an absolutely terrific job. He brings it night in and night out. You've also got Nick. He does a terrific job when it comes to the technical director on the show. And then you've also got everyone just behind the scenes in general doing a great job. Brad gets me set up on audio. These guys are the best in the business. So I appreciate all of them for making everything that this show is possible without them. You would not be seeing me and hearing me. So these guys, they do their part. Now it's time for me to do my part. We mentioned it. Our man Oliver, he wants to hear about Arizona versus Cal. So gosh, Sharnan, we're going to be reading off this Arizona versus Cal game as Cal 
right now finding themselves at DraftKings, a 22-point underdog. Toronto's game is 141. If you're looking with regards to rotation numbers, this is 691, 692. And when it comes to Cal, this is a grody team. They were actually halfway respectable at the beginning of the season. That's when you end up having Andre Kelly and everyone whose first or last name is Andre. They get known as Andre 3000 on this show. So Andre 3000 Kelly was giving you 13 and a half points, eight and a half rebounds per game. Was doing a solid job. He's out for the season. And as a result, Cal has been going down in a fiery heap. Now, Cal's actually been able to cover a lot of spreads. They're 19 and 11 against the spread, but I don't think that they're going to be hold with, able to hold within this one. I want to take Arizona as a 22 and a half point favor. Cal wound up having a very spirited effort a couple weeks ago against Oregon. Ever since then, they have been one of the most pathetic offenses in all of college basketball. A team that overall this year, with regards to points scored on a per possession basis, they rank outside the top 200. And you've got an Arizona team that they are just a dual threat. Not only are they in the top 20 with regards to points scored on a per possession basis, they're in the top 20 with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. And it's an Arizona team that they rank in the top 15 with regards to total possessions per game. This is an Arizona team that is just so well-rounded. They've got everything going on with regards to this team. You take a look at what you're able to get out of this team, and a big reason why they've been so good, that's because you've got down low Christian Coloco giving you three blocks per contest. You wound up seeing it when Arizona wound up having their loss against Colorado. He wound up getting into foul trouble. You take a look at Arizona, and I think that he might be the most focal point of this team. A lot of people would say that it's Ben Matherin, and he's been terrific, 17 points, six boards, shoots in high 30s from three-point range, but I really think Christian Coloco is the guy that makes this thing go. You've got a Cal team, meanwhile, that you got Jordan Shepard. He's able to give you 14 points, but he's sort of like a Carmelo Anthony type. You wind up passing in the ball. You wind up passing it, and it doesn't come out. He's pretty much like a black hole with that regard. He's going to give you pretty much 14 points on 16 shots. That is the sort of style that he's playing. You've got Kune Kune. He's been able to give you right around four and a half points, four and a half boards. Lars Seaman has been trying to give you a little bit of something, but Cal, they're just completely outgunned down low. Kirk Reese wind up having a triple-double for this Arizona team a couple weeks ago. I think it's really interesting from the total because, once again, Arizona does a great job on offense. They do a great job on defense. I set my total at 140.5. I just have my concerns at Cal. Even though they might get like 75 possessions in this game, they might not get to 60. So that is a big concern for me. I did wind up setting my total at 140.5 because you got a Cal team that I just mentioned it with them, how bad they are on offense. They scored 44 points a couple of nights ago against Arizona State. Now I recognize that Arizona State's a top one on defense with regards to efficiency. That's just darn right unacceptable right there. I mean, they have plenty of chances to be able to get the ball in the basket. They just were unable to do so. And with Arizona, they did have a, I'll call it, less than terrific effort when they did wind up playing against Stanford a few nights ago. I don't think that that's going to be the case once again. I think that they know that they want to be able to get those style points to be able to assure themselves a number one seed. I think that they're going to come out and they're going to smash a Cal team that we're going to call it what it is. They're not very good. I'm willing to lay the points here with Arizona. I'm willing to lay up to 22 and a half with them. Set my total at 140 and a half. So 141 would be the minimum that I'd be able to take for an under, but I'm going to be willing to take this total under. Let's head out to the Big 12 as we got a very interesting matchup here. 701, 702. Iowa State is going to be in the road. They're going to be facing off against Baylor. Baylor's finding themselves a 12 point favorite. Totals anywhere between 132 and 132 and a half. And with Iowa State, they had one of the worst offensive showings of the entire season across all of college basketball. They had 37 points against Oklahoma State. That was sad and pathetic. That said, I think that this might be a little bit of a buy low spot here. The last time these two teams wound up playing, Baylor got the job done in front of the Hilton Coliseum faithful, but 
With that said, it was a 77 to 75 or 77 to 72 game. I would say it was able to get a cover. I could see something similar here. Baylor is dealing with an injury to Jonathan John Machacho, top score. He's going to be or top rebounder. He's going to be out for the entirety of the season. That's a calamity for this team. Meanwhile, you take a look at Baylor, and they've been dealing with an injury to LJ Cryer as well. Guys, yeah, they will give you 13 and a half points. Shoots 46% from three-point range. If Cryer does wind up playing in this game, it's going to be a very limited basis. And for Iowa State, you got a guy in Isaiah Brockington who's one of the most well-rounded players out there in the Big 12. 17 points, eight boards, shoots nearly 40% from three-point range. And then he's supported by Gabe Kelsher along Tyrese Hunter. These guys combined to be able to give you two and a half steals per contest. You've been able to get Hunter going out for a little bit over four assists. Problem is, neither of these guys necessarily shoot it well from three-point range. That's where you wind up having Caleb Grill along with Andrzej Kunich coming into the fold. Both of these guys give you between six and six and a half points per game. Both of these guys shoot in the high 30s from three-point range. Baylor, they've got their pieces. And what I really think is going to be important for Baylor is James Akinjo being able to take care of the ball. He's had three turnovers or fewer, and now six out of the team's last eight games. And as a result, Baylor has been able to play much better. If James Akinjo can keep those turnovers down, this is a Baylor team that has a chance to be very dangerous. And Baylor is a dominant team on defense at home. They allow 13.2 points fewer per 100 possessions when they are at home rather than on the road. It's an Iowa State team that they've always been up to the task when they've been on the road. Now, they do give up 13.1 points more per 100 possessions when they are on the road rather than at home. But a pair of top 15 defenses, Iowa State does a good job of being able to get some turnovers. They generate a little bit over eight seals per contest. So I do think that they're going to be able to keep themselves live in this game with Baylor set them as an 11 and a half point favorite. And I do think that this could be a circumstance in which we do wind up seeing a late game, a little bit of late game felling. It is a Baylor team that I think that they're going to be able to do a relatively solid job in this spot of being able to find the bottom of the basket as well. I do wind up saying my total at a 133 and a half. You saw the total go way over in the first matchup. I don't think it's going to be quite that here, but I do think that Iowa State, after they were just terrible on offense, a few nights ago, they're going to be able to find it a little bit more. They had scored 69 points or more in four of their previous five games. I don't think that you can be prisoner of the moment, which is the very last matchup that you wound up seeing with Iowa State. So I'm looking at the over, and I'm going to be taking a look at the points in this spot. We're going to be hitting up on my DK Nation pick in the second hour, which is going to be involving a Big 12 or a Big East game. But how about if we wind up hitting up on another Big East game? This is going to be 729-730. Marquette is going to be playing us to St. John's. Red Storm find themselves anywhere between a 4 and 4.5 four and point underdog. This is going to be one of the higher totals that you wind up finding on the board. You're finding it anywhere between a 160 and a 160.5 with Marquette. I do feel like this is a team that's getting exposed a little bit more. They're playing above their skis for a lot of the season. It's a Marquette team that's still outside the top runner. With your points scored on a per possession basis, they've been able to do a better job of being able to take care of the ball, but now you have to go up against Julian Champagny, Pasha Alexander, pair of guys that give you 4.2 seals per contest. Champagny, right around 19 points per contest, shoots in the mid 30s for three point range. Pasha Alexander is able to give you 15 points per contest as well. Both of these guys do a solid job of being able to hit the glass. And Joel Soriano wanted missing a couple games for St. Nall or for this St. John team. He's been able to come back. He's been able to give you right around five boards per game. I do like what he's able to bring for this team. And the big trepidation that I've got with Marquette, this is a team that with regards to rebound rate, they are not good. 307th in the country with regards to rebound rate. Justin Lewis gives you eight boards. He's able to give you 17 points. Shoots in the 930s from three-point range. 
That's about it when it comes to hitting the glass. We've got Kirk Keith, who's been able to give you right around two and a half blocks per contest. One of the best on-ball defenders in all of college basketball, and Daryl Marcel, who's been able to shoot right around 37.5% from three. So I do think that this is a total that it's went a little bit too high. I'm not saying it's necessarily overly too high because both of these teams, they play very fast. I did wind up saying my total at 159. So here at 160, I'm looking at an under. And with St. John's, set them as a three and a half point underdog. So getting north of four, going to be taking a look at the points. Our number two of the Greg Peterson experience, hitting on more college basketball, including my DK Nation pick for Saturday. That's up next right here on VEASAN, the Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.